I think I said this. I don't know. I say things and then I forget them. But um, if you're watching live and you have any questions or comments for us, definitely leave them in the comments and I'll bring them in. You can ask uh, ask Ivan some things. You can ask me some things. You can just uh, share what you had for breakfast. I probably won't bring it into the episode, <laughs> but it'll be good to know. Uh, oh, but no, yeah, let me, I'm going to take. Yeah. What did I yeah, have? Like, oh, oh. Uh, banana nut muffin. That's oh, that good. sounds amazing. I'm on a, a toaster strudel kit from childhood right now. Um, Those nostalgic oh, toaster strudels. It's man. so good. Oh. Are you a um, drizzle the lines of icing or are you just like slather it all on? It's just like icing a cake. Like, are you are you drawing stick figures or how do you how do you toast your strudel? <laughs> I used to when I was a kid, I definitely was like, this has to be Picasso. OK, like this is this is art. And now I'm just like, yes. slab it, throw it. <laughs> For sure. Like as a kid, I was the same way where it was just like this, like they give me this pack with a little cut off the corner yep. for a yep. reason. <laughs> I have to make this look pretty. This is going to look good. I want to have, you know, uh, some sort of a design where I'm getting equal icing yes. for each bite. I don't yes. want it like all on, <laughs> on one side. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I'm just going to get a knife yeah, and just smooth this out. Fine. And I'm going to, I'm going to eat it quickly. Yeah, yeah. I'll sandwich two of them together and make like Ooh. a little toaster strudel sandwich. You know, I say that I, I would do that, but I haven't done that. That just came to my mind. I'm like, actually, you know what? Really <laughs> I'm going to have to buy some more toaster strudels. You're welcome. Because I went through that maybe like a couple of years ago or so where I saw them in the freezer section and I was just like, childhood, I'm going to get some of these. We don't even have a toaster. So oh, we have to, like, we've got a toaster oven. I just throw them in there. Um, I like I like the crispy. Oh, though. okay. Like I'll I'll cook them to where it starts like the little flaky parts start curling. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Microwave yeah. gets like the oh, juice is hot, and I really like that. Oh, yeah, it's just like hot. Yeah, and, yeah, it's nice. But then you've got the the whole uh, hot pocket situation where it's either it's either way yep. too hot, and now I've burnt my yep. lips and the roof of my mouth, and this is going to be terrible yep. for two days. Or it's still cold and it's just hard. It's not yeah, satisfying. yeah, yeah. You understand? Well, I feel so yeah. deeply understood. Man. <laughs> yeah, man. These these first world struggles that we have. <laughs> I know. Oh man, yeah, uh, listeners. Um, if you are if you are a, a toaster strudel fan as Please well, tell us. okay. Well, okay, sweet. I like that. That's gonna be our cold open for this episode yeah, for sure. Great. Welcome to another episode of the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast. I am your host, John Mansfield. I am here to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Every week, I bring in other photographers, creative entrepreneurs, and business professionals. So whether it's from our topic of the episode or one of the many tangents we follow, you will walk away with some wisdom to implement in your business and in your life. Each episode is recorded live in our Facebook community where you can ask questions and be part of the conversation. My guest on the show today is Ivan Wagnon. You're going to love this one. This is such a great conversation. Ivan is a wedding photographer based in the Midwest in Fargo, North Dakota, not Carolina. Uh, as I said, when we recorded this live, uh, but he has a passion for not only photographing people, but helping them overcome their fears and cultivating a space for them to connect during a photo shoot. And that is what we're talking about today, about how you can create those connections with your clients and how to pose with purpose. We cover a lot from dealing with imposter syndrome to planning for a photo shoot and asking those intentional questions to get to know your clients better. So let's get into the show. Well, Ivan, I, I am excited for you to be here. I'm excited for our topic today. Um, give us a little background info about you. I mean, what do you do? What do you photograph? What do you love doing? All those things. 
Yeah, so I am Ivan. Um, Ivan Wagnon. I am a Midwest-based and travel and wedding photographer based in Fargo. Like the show, I have not seen show or movie. Still not sure Both. which one it is. Yeah, Both. it was okay. it was a movie, and then they made it into a show. Both are really good. <clears throat> Perfect. I've heard it's great. Still yeah. haven't seen it, so I'm not a good representative, but um, <laughs> it's okay. So really what myself and my team are about is like empowering people to be present on wedding days. So I primarily do um, weddings and couples, sometimes Mm -hmm. seniors and families, but I don't really market that as much, Um, primarily Mm -hmm. wedding and engagement photography. And I think when I came into the wedding industry, I, my first thought was I want to empower people to actually be comfortable and not feel like they have to like work themselves up um to be something or be someone and naturally being a i would say more like relationally driven person the the way that i thought to do that was to prioritize relationships and creating a space for people to be present by being comfortable um so that they could experience their wedding day so I, it sounds kind of counterintuitive because I'm a wedding photographer, but I don't really think I've ever focused a lot on the photo side of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, More so on the quality time with people and seeing what we can pull out of that. Oh yeah. yeah. And really focusing on that quality relationship building with your clients and, and getting to know them, making sure that they feel comfortable with you and in front of the camera that just it creates uh, an atmosphere for amazing photos. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it's wild. It's like shocking when you start developing relationships with clients, and they're almost like, not even almost like I, I had I had a groom say this recently. He was like, "I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't expect this." process of finding a photographer to be enjoyable and this was oddly enjoyable (laughs) i was like great (laughs) that that's that's what that's what we're here for let's just be friends um so i love that a lot when i'm not doing when i'm not doing weddings i get an adrenaline kick out of empowering photographers to build and lead intentional businesses and lives um i i really I really enjoy seeing photographers get to intentionally do what they want to do and intentionally achieve their photography dreams. Um, so in any way I can help with that, I'm always down, always a DM away. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And, and yeah, for the listeners, um, definitely go follow Ivan. He is, you, you've got like your stories. Anytime that I see a new uh, Ivan story, I'm just like, I'm going to watch this because it's usually you starting. Yeah. With that smile right there. Like it just brightens my day. I'm like, all right, I feel better now. It's something about like a good contagious smile that it, it just, it'll, it'll lighten your spirits and just, you know, have you, have you going about the day a little bit, a little bit better. So if you, if you want to start your day, well, you know, do your meditation, whatever you need to in the morning and then just open up that Instagram app. And but but yeah seriously like you're you're very um very encouraging and uplifting and just like joyful in at least your online presence we have not met in person um but also like let's do it just, let's make it happen just like the chatting that we've been doing the last 20 minutes or so like it's it's been it's been amazing but um but yeah that's that's really cool i love that you have that that passion for um helping photographers like build their businesses and be intentional in that um as well that is a a shared passion of mine um hence this podcast before we get into our main topic of the day um i love to ask this question um to to my guests um because there's it's always something uh I don't know, just always something meaningful, like always something that I can like take away and implement or even just like a good reminder or something. But like over your career as a photographer, what has been um, a piece of advice or like a lesson or something that has changed the way that you look at business or just like life in general? Great question. 
so okay the first the first thing that comes to mind i should i should say this contextually contextually that's the word i am i am a rule follower but i also like to break the rules i'm an oxymoron (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i think the 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 two things that come to mind are uh, one is less one is a lesson i've learned and one is advice and i'd say that both are um things that i live by now um so advice wise a business mentor that I've had for several years has told me this advice and I never quite understood it mm-hmm. until probably very recently. Um, but the advice is probably something that you've heard. Don't compare someone's level 20 to your level two. Keep going. Do not give up. You can actually succeed. Yes. And you've heard that on Instagram, people have said it, but like, it's not till it actually hits where you're like, I shouldn't be comparing someone's 20 to my two, that you're actually able to fully keep going and not feel paralyzed, you know, by comparison. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I think, um, cause I, I, I heard that years and years and over and over Instagram, like the inspirational Pinterest posts and stuff like that. (laughs) And And it really wasn't until I had someone that I was talking to mentoring who was comparing themselves to me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, five, six years ahead of them in experience and in business and, and all of that. And I was like, Oh no, you don't like, I was giving them that guidance of don't compare yourself to me. Like don't compare Mm -hmm. because I'm on this level because I've been doing this for a while. You're here. Don't compare yourself like compare yourself to like you last year instead of your peers. Cause you don't know what path they're on. And then whenever I said that to them, I was like, Oh, but I was just doing that yesterday yep. on Instagram. Like, Oh yep. man, like I wish I knew lighting as well as, you know, Jason Vincent or someone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but he's been like, that was something intentional that he got into before I did. So it makes sense that he would be further along and like not to compare myself. Um, and yeah, if you can like listeners, you can take something away from today's conversation, take away that that is, it's so liberating and just like the freedom of not running that comparison game anymore, but just like looking at your past self and improving upon where you used to be. Cause that's really Absolutely. the only one that matters uh, of who you're better than. Um, and and then that opens you up to like encouragement of others instead of seeing them as competition uh, absolutely and so, ivan i love absolutely that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> i love that you i love that you mentioned the word intentional too um mm. being mentioned not only not comparing yourselves to others but like looking at yourself internally um peers that are around you that are in the same stage of life or same experience level as you making Mm. intentional decisions on your growth not based on comparison i I really love and appreciate that you say that because i i think i i think like we go on instagram right and you get in and i know if you're listening to this you've done this we've all done it like this the spiral of we see someone or something and something they're doing well we're automatically starting to compare and then out of fear we start trying to throw things at the wall have you ever done that where like right in the moment you had a specific task you're supposed to be doing for the day but then uh-huh. you went on instagram and you saw someone doing something that you want to be doing and you just in fear immediately like oh i need to do that right now too and make sure that i'm like at that oh, level yeah. but that intentionally is not moving the needle in your business or your life Mm-hmm. Um, and so really being able to pause and think what is intentional for me and my life and my family and my business and how is that how is that going to get me where i need to go that was good i like that a lot yeah i i do too that's so good hi um, let, we, we've got uh someone here at the house um <laughs> hold on that's a minute. okay that uh, is okay this- yeah. Okay. I'll be. I'll be right back. Um, Ivan, if you know juggling or something to entertain the people, <laughs> like go for it. I'll be be right back. He's back, y'all. He's back. I'm back. I'm back. Okay. Sweet. That Run. was just our our next door neighbor who's moving and was like, "Hey, do you want my grill?" <laughs> 
I need That's I need great. to have like the the on air sign or something out there oh, in the front smart. yard. Oh, hey, we got a we got a comment from Dwayne here. Yes, says, I do. think. I think that if you compare yourself to others, that's when imposter syndrome kicks in. Hundred um, percent. Uh, nothing wrong with finding inspiration, but it can become a negative habit. Absolutely, Dwayne. I agree with you 100%. That is the like the Instagram scrolling. I had to to uh, like mute a few photographers for a while yeah, because absolutely. that imposter syndrome was too strong. And I was like, I don't want to like yeah take away from their following or whatever i still want to support them but it's it's difficult because i'm seeing what they're doing especially like traveling photographers because i i always wanted to travel and do that but like i i i never really put much effort into it early on and then i would see all these other people i'm like you are 19 and you just started your photography business and you're flying around to paris and like all these places or like someone who like uh, I have lots of uh, Canadian friends, uh, photographer friends, and they like live 10 minutes from Banff or something. Right. And it's just these amazing uh, mountain views. And I'm like, my, my photos would look so good if I just had, like, I wouldn't have Mountains to do any sort of posing at yeah, all. It's yeah. just like, Hey, y'all just stand there and I'm going to take yeah, this yeah, picture. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that imposter syndrome, Dwayne, I, I agree hundred percent like that comparison game leads to imposter syndrome. And then uh, it, it goes to you feeling down about your abilities and maybe I'm not the best photographer, or maybe I don't know light that well, or maybe I don't know my posing because I'm not getting these like film looking laughter, hair flying in the wind type photos that I'm seeing on dirty boots, messy hair or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, like I had to unfollow dirty boots, messy hair uh, because that imposter syndrome was, was kicking up. And I was like, I want to go to Colorado. I want to go here. And uh, yeah. And and I think like kind of tying back into what you were saying, Ivan, with, uh, with not comparing ourselves uh when we're at level two or even if we're at level 20 not comparing ourselves to someone who's at level 30 right and and just being you know you know that that whole comparison and it it doesn't necessarily have to do with years in business because there are some photographers out there that they picked up a camera during quarantine in 2020 and they are just like above and beyond where i am now and i'm just like that is amazing like i'm mm-hmm. happy for them yeah um, and it you, also yeah. gives me like fuel to like seeing what they're doing um I was kind of reshaping it from i can't believe like they're here in such a short amount of time it's like that's amazing i want to get there too what do i need to like start working on that um, mm-hmm. but not in that way of uh just completely disrupting my my work life uh like schedule like you were saying where you just like get on instagram you're like oh yeah i do want to travel let me go ahead and book something exactly (laughs) yes exactly exactly and i think that i was just gonna that was just gonna lead into my my lesson because i'm cheating um (laughs) that i learned (laughs) is I think we kind of we kind of hit on it pretty well is just like my question to myself has been am I intentionally taking time to set goals and process goals before I start doing things I and I I can look at I can look at some years in business and other years and look at the years where I had all these things that I wanted to do and no intentionality behind any of it and mm-hmm. I don't even remember or feel like I have an account of what I actually did in that year versus years where I took weeks to process, to write down, to dream, to pray, and to really outline what exactly are these projects for, how do they align with my goals of my life, my mission in life, and now how can I backtrack and do the little things to make those things happen? 
Um, one of the biggest lessons that I've ever learned. And it's, it, it makes leaps and bounds the exponential growth you have when you can look at every single day and every single moment and know why you're doing it. And that's really going to, I want to share that now because that's really going to lead into um, what we're talking about today, posing and the approach of posing with purpose as a concept and like what it is mm. and so stay tuned for the next uh in the next 30 seconds or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great lesson to learn um because that and that moves you from just kind of being that like almost almost kind of like stagnant to really growing and um and and hitting those goals because there's something about I'm a huge, huge advocate for right. I'm not going to pull up all of my notes that I have just like laying around my desk, but I have sticky notes everywhere. I have index cards. I write down stuff and there's like there, there was some study. Like if you write down something, you're like 60% more likely to remember that or to think of Absolutely. it later. Uh, just like whenever I meet, new people or you know learn their names or something i try and write it down like pen and mm -hmm. paper write it down because then it'll stick with me more um but having those goals and i i try and pick like three main goals for a year and then write them down and i used to have a whiteboard up on the wall but since we moved which was almost a year ago um, I have not put it up. <laughs> I did find it the other day and my daughter was like, what is this? I was like, that goes in my office. I don't know why it was in your closet, but cool. Uh, but, but yeah, like having that where you can, um, you can revisit those, those goals and you can, you can think about them. You can pray about them. You can be intentional with, uh, setting time toward those goals instead of just like, Hey, I want to hit six figures this year. And then you just go through the year as any other year, just hoping that you hit six figures. And at the end, the mm -hmm. end of the year, you're like, well, I went from like 50 last year to 55 this year. Right. But right. there were no steps to mm -hmm. attaining that goal. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. I think, I think that's, uh, it, it's such a, uh, a powerful way of like giving yourself momentum by hitting those like tiny little steps like, what is it going to look like? What are some some small things I can do to get one one little baby step closer to this goal? And then those baby steps just like snowball into sprinting and sometimes surpassing that goal. Uh, Absolutely. I remember the first year that I wanted to hit six figures, I did a lot of baby steps and I was working really hard on that. And then that year ended up at like 140K. And I was like, this is like, double what last year was and yeah yeah snaps for that man um but but i had it was also a lot of work like absolutely that, it was not easy um but having those tiny steps and also the the reminders of this is my goal for this year how can i move toward this goal um, mm -hmm. and yeah i think i think that's great um i love it i love the love the lesson i love the the advice um okay I know that was longer than 30 seconds, but let's, let's segue into our conversation <laughs> of, um, of posing with purpose. What does that actually look like? Um, like how does that help you during a photo shoot to, to pose with purpose? Absolutely. So I guess for context, after working with photographers, whether they were associate shooting for, my business or they were second shooting with me or I was getting to just connect with them in networking events. I found people, I found people appearing to be in a ball of stress at all times with the pressure of having to curate something beautiful for their clients. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of photographers in this place where they are like, it is my job and it's my efforts and my wisdom and my my ability that's going to get this beautifully looking created image that's going to make my business grow and my clients not be upset with me. And that mindset is paralyzing. It is absolutely paralyzing. So 
going into your your question of how it's changed how I approach photo shoots, it has revolutionized not only my workflow process on sessions, but also my business because I'm no longer thinking about how do I get good photos? My priority is how can I take a, a step further to serving clients, which is the buzz phrase that we hear all the time is serving clients. How can I take serving clients a little bit deeper and actually mean what I'm saying on my website, like going on a first date, for example, when I like, if you're trying to get to know someone to potentially see if they would be a great future spouse, you're actually invested in the person that's there, not thinking in the back of your head. Um, like I've just, I've got to be a good husband or wife. Like you're, you're invested in the person that's in front of you. And so it's helped me be a better person and a better photographer. And as a result, connect with clients, which has led to authentic photographs, which is what we all want. Oh yeah. I mean, that totally makes sense because I've definitely, I went that unconventional or not the unconventional way. I went the conventional way early on where uh, I was, you know, uh, screenshotting uh, photo, like inspiration photos. And I'd pull Mm -hmm. that up during a photo shoot or I'd have like an index card, like taped to the back of my camera that had poses on there. And like how to, how to set them, how to, you know, have them turn where I'm going to put the light and that kind of stuff. And it, it kind of made it into a production where I was out there producing the five to 10 photos that I had in mind. And then we would get some in between and uh and and there was like there was no connection with the couple themselves it was it was a lot of all right now come over here and stand over here by this thing and then look this way and then you put your hand here okay i'm gonna go over here and take a picture and then we move on to the next one and i set them up to do the next photo that i thought that they wanted which they could have wanted but we could get to it in a different way that would build more connection and cause them to be uh, more, more relaxed and more comfortable than, uh, and, and, and have a better experience than just like, okay, well, I mean, we got some pretty photos back, but like looking at the photos, they're remembering how awkward it was standing in that position instead of remembering like how great it was working with Ivan and like, he was he was fun and like laughing and made us feel comfortable. And I don't even remember what he told us to get to this pose. But I remember that that we were laughing or like we were skipping through, you know, this field or something. And I tripped over a gopher hole or something, mm-hmm. you know, like where they're remembering more of the experience than the the direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I really love that intentionality that you have. And I want to say for anyone who's listening right now, no bad if you feel like you're in this place. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want you to be listening to this and feel like, okay, I feel like it's awkward with my clients and that that makes me feel less than. We're all on a process of learning how to still be ourselves in the midst of being business owners. And that's a really weird like process to go on and figure out. And I think, I think that's a part of the problem. We don't know. We don't know how sometimes how to translate. I'm trying to be a professional business owner to showing up and being present with people naturally we have to change the heart posture and the mindset first around how we're approaching our businesses before we can even talk about authentic photographs we have to start all the way over here on our heart posture and what what is my motive what am i thinking about what's causing me to get anxious let's address that let's change that and then let's use the new mindset and let's talk about the inquiry process the session workflows all those things is that mindset that is like the umbrella over everything because your mindset is going to bleed into how you run your business, how you pose your couples, how you build connections. Um, that is, uh, it, it's, it's like that whole 
encompassing thing. If you change that mindset, it changes every aspect of your business because now you're thinking about it in a different way. Absolutely. that's, That's so good. Yeah. How can we better prepare for photo shoots? Um, you know, kind of getting our mindset in a way that uh, that leads us to being mindful of those connections and being intentional with how we're connecting with our couples and how we're fostering their connection with each other during the photo shoot. Like, are there ways that we can really prepare before the photo shoot instead of just like showing up and figuring that out? Yeah, great question. So there are a lot of ways that you can approach preparing for a session and there are a lot of ways that work. I think that the one thing we miss as photographers is spending an ample amount of time knowing and understanding who we're photographing. And this goes, mm-hmm. this goes for like seniors, families, couples, or anything, even regular sessions. Like I'm not just referring to weddings here because not everyone who's listening to this is a wedding photographer. And this still applies. The biggest, the biggest way that I have seen that works in terms of creating an experience in the beginning that will allow you to have authentic photographs and interactions later is spending an ample amount of time learning about your client and doing it in such a way that you're not just learning about them because you want to be relational and make the sale. You're Mm -hmm. learning about them in a way that you're specifically relating to the session that you haven't done yet. And so, for example, really taking the time through your inquiry process to understand certain things about the couple that aren't even related to photography at all. For example, like, do they come from different cultures? Um, what, what is the reason that she says that, that her fiance makes her feel safe? Like why, why is she saying that? taking the time to dig under the little statements or the little things you find out through how they met and then taking that into the session and how you use your prompts. So if you're able to take time here and learn, for example, okay, she is a naturally a quieter, more reserved person, but it's his crazy antics (laughs) that, gets her to really come out of her shell and has made her a lot more adventurous. Okay, I'm going to take that and it's completely tailoring the way I'm going to structure the session to allow my guy over here to really just go all out with his crazy antics, whether it's like surprise prompts or whatever the case may be. I'm going to play on and emphasize that statement in the session because that's what they told me. And so taking the time to learn about them and then taking what I learned to intentionally play on that in the session, experience-wise, you are now relating to something that they've told you that they may not even remember they said. But when they leave the session, they're like, that felt like us. Why? Because you didn't try to reinvent the wheel. And then when they see the photos, it still looks like them because that was the experience. And then you capture the experience. So See, now what we just covered in that 30 seconds is, or minute, two minutes, whatever, it takes like, put your hand on her cheek and move your fingers behind her hair into, I'm going to do something, whatever it takes to play on the interactions of the two people or the senior or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to photograph that. So all in all, to answer your question, first things first, let's spend more time with the couple, the senior, the client, and let's write things down, let's take notes, and then let's remember those things and utilize that on the session later. And you're yes. going to have automatically, you're going to have a better result. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like I, so I, I've incorporated a, a questionnaire for my couples for years. And early on, whenever I was doing that, I wasn't really reading and studying the answers. Yep. I would send them the questionnaire and I'm like, this is great information. It really lets us, you know, get to connect. You know, I get to know a little bit more about y'all before we actually do the photo shoot. And then I would show up on the photo shoot and like one of, I, I always have music at my photo shoots. It's just, it, it's a good, yep. you know, barrier breaker. It, 
you know, if it's something that they like, they feel more comfortable. Um, but I, I found myself still asking them like, what kind of music do y'all like? Instead of that was one of the questions on my questionnaire was what are some artists that you're into right now? And, uh, and, and then uh, I started like making Spotify playlists for those couples or even just like, you know, find if they were just like, I really love, I don't know why Avril Lavigne came to mind, but yeah, yeah, maybe they're, you know, uh, 90s they're big grunge. skater boy fans. They're big <laughs> skater boy fans. And that that's really, it's what gets them going. Um, <laughs> just like doing that, like Avril Lavigne radio, whatever deal on Spotify, something like that. Love but that. I found myself asking the same questions that were in my questionnaire when we were in person because I didn't actually read the questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, for 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 those listening and like yes that's amazing i'm gonna ask these questions definitely look over the answers like that's what the questions are for and there are still times that a, a photo shoot will sneak up on me or something it's usually during like the the first week of the month because it's like that transition into a new month and i'm like oh yeah you know uh, august 2nd is here before i knew it was going to be here and mm-hmm. i wasn't thinking about it the last week of july um and i i won't you know carefully curate what i want to do as well as i i hope to um but yeah for for those like and when you ask questions study the answers and do something um i know just kind of thinking uh you know if you're doing a photo shoot and you're just like showing up doing all those you know poses where you're having them you know whisper sexy serial names and stuff into each yeah. other's ear and and mm-hmm. kind of the 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 prompts that are circulating the photography realm right now mm-hmm. um, this like what ivan's talking about might sound like a lot more work um and that's because it is but yes. the payout the the results from this are going to be much more meaningful um so like going through those questions how do you um like how do you figure out what to do if you if you do find out that like one of them is is a little bit more on like the introverted kind of quiet shy i like to read a book i don't like to go do these kinds of things and the other one is just like i love you know going hiking and going to raves and parties and stuff and like Mm -hmm. fitting that in what is what is that process of just figuring out like how does that turn from those answers that you ask them into prompts and poses during the photo shoot? Absolutely. So let's walk through let's walk through an example. Um, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Dwayne. Right? Why why not? Because Dwayne is in Dwayne's here. Dwayne, Dwayne's commenting, give, get, showing some some love. So, Dwayne, if you're still if you're still with us, what's up, friend? Um, so let's say let's say Dwayne is let's say Dwayne is doing a family session, taking it away from couples for a second. Um, let's say Dwayne is doing a family session and he's doing the consultation um, and instead of instead of going to logistics right away right he is spending some time asking questions about like different uh, different like characteristics that might show up in the family so like who who is who's the wild and crazy one like you've seen that tiktok trend like a couple years ago where it's like who's 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 the one who's waking up at 6 a.m going on a run Uh um on a Saturday morning and they're putting up ones. I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do stuff like that. Or who's the wild and crazy one who's running around circles like on that Saturday hangout while mom and dad are trying to watch the movie. Mm. I'm already making a mental note of okay, the person who's waking up at 6 a.m. is like the really detail-oriented one who's probably a little bit more meticulous. Um which means it's kind of crazy that I'm making this translation, but in my head already, I'm thinking they probably have really wise and good things to say. Um, I'm going to like take that. We're going to come back to that later. 
Um, the one, the kid who's running around the couch screaming while we're trying to watch a movie as a family, he is the wild and crazy one that's going to do something weird on the shoot to make everyone laugh. I'm going to store that and, and play for that later. So let's take those two things to keep it simple. Later on the session, my meticulous one who's detail oriented, who probably has really wise things to say, I'm going to do some less of a movement prompt and more of a talking prompt. Um, and I'm not necessarily going to be thinking about how can I get them to laugh? I'm not even going to worry about that because the laugh is probably going to happen at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to have them sitting there and I'm going to maybe say something like, why not? Let's do this. I'm going to say something like, okay, when's the last time you've taken a family vacation? And they may have just taken one. Cool. Let's say they haven't because everybody's real busy right now. And (laughs) if you've been coming out of post COVID, you either just started traveling up the wazoo or you haven't done anything for like five years. Right. Or if you have a lot of kids, it's like, this is so much to get all five together ready just for a tiny road trip. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to ask something like, when's the last time you've had like a family vacation? And let's say that they said never. I'm going to say, great. I'm going to point to my, either the person who I found out was the talker or the more detail-oriented person who had a lot of things to say Mm -hmm. or um, has these nice plans out in place. I'm going to point to that person and I'm going to say, you lead us off. I want you to start out with what your dream vacation for the family would be. And then every person's just going to add like a little bit, a little bit to the story till we get to the last person in the family. And I'm, and I'm going to say something like someone write this down. This is your next family vacation. And I'm just going to let them talk. I'll start with that, that talker, that detail oriented planner he or she's going to light up because they like this planning stuff. Right. And then the rest of them will just go down the line and contribute my wild and crazy kid over here is going to say something probably ridiculous and everyone's Uh going to start laughing. Right. (laughs) And I'm just going to be getting different angles of their interaction. Notice I didn't say, um, I want you all, not that this is bad. We can do this. There's nothing wrong with these photos, but notice I didn't focus on, okay, I want dad to be in front and mom to be in back and the kids to be in the middle. I want you to all hold hands and I want you to walk looking back at each other. I said, none of that. Yeah. I just sat them down on a blanket and told them to talk. And instead of trying to curate something, I just told them to talk and then went around and photographed all the interactions I saw happening the handholds or the laughing hysterically at the the funny, ridiculous thing that was said. Um, So that's my example to translate that now to answering the question of how do you take the notes into the session? Once you start to learn about someone in a client to photographer relationship, you're able to now do things that support what you've learned, or let's say in a romantic relationship, if you know someone's words of affirmation, you're going to give them a lot of affirmation or write them letters. Mm -hmm. So to answer the question, I treat photography sessions like the five love languages. I'm going to spend a lot of time learning about them. We learned about the family and their characteristics. When I get to the session, I'm going to do things based on the category of love that they have or their perspectives and how they view things to basically come up with a prompt that hits on that thing. Mm -hmm. So taking John's introverted example, if I have a couple going back to weddings now, I have a couple that's really introverted um, or they're more slow paced, more reserves, like they're not super high energy adrenaline. I'm just going to allow them to talk or I'm going to allow them to go on a walk or I'm going to have them, if I'm going to have them curl up, I'm going to have them play some slower music and have them just like sway and just sit there. Um, And I'm still, I'm still posing them, but I'm not curating specifically the physical interaction that's happening. I'm just playing on what they told me. So all in all, take a lot of time to learn what you can and then treat it like the love languages. 
start to think of things that play on what you learned naturally. Don't think of a pose or a prompt. They'll come up during the session, I promise. Mm. Um, but spend more time thinking, how can I play to what they said? And this is hard. Like John said, this is a hard thing to get used to doing. But I promise you, once you start thinking this way, it becomes secondhand nature. Right. And you just start thinking of things that that hit. Um, so long answer. I hope that is helpful. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, that is definitely helpful. I mean, that's like sparking like some inspiration for me of different things that I can I can be asking more intentional questions uh, with my couples. And I I'm also uh, I love the, you know, Gary Chapman's uh, five love languages. Um, I actually have these on my desk. Um, but like yes. I send these little uh, pocket version of his book to all of my couples. Like that's part Genius. of their welcome gift because that was huge for my wife and I, as we were going through our engagement process of, I, I think we had already done our, like the quiz or whatever to figure out what our love languages were before we even got engaged but learning what those were for each other uh, it's, it's helped like those and Enneagram and that kind of stuff has really helped us to learn each other and how, how like I give and receive love differently than she gives and receives love. I, I am not a gift giver. Uh, I, it, like, you can give me a, a nice gift and I'll just be like, Oh, cool. Thanks. Yeah, and I'm not no. like, you know, breaking into tears like, oh, this is so amazing. Um, but uh, like I'm I am uh, quality time like that is a huge one for me. So she knows like a, a great way to give me a gift is to like hire a babysitter for a night out or something to where we have that quality time together. And that's what I want to give my couples as well. Um, if they know their love languages, awesome. They can send that book to a friend um or reference it later but uh but yeah i i love that idea of building off of that those love languages their you know different characteristics of their personalities and their relationship to where you're not forcing them into this cookie cutter pose that is like i have these three poses and i do this with all of my couples and then you know that it's fine and, you know, they may be wanting that pose because they've seen the one where she's like throwing her dress and it's all dramatic yes. in the wind. And it's like, you can totally do that. But Absolutely. I love that idea of like setting them down. Uh, like as you were talking about the picnic style, I was thinking of a couple that when we were talking about things that they were into, they love. Um, oh, no. Now I'm blanking on his name. It's the director for uh, the movies like uh, the names of the movies this is, is it nicholas sparks is not nicholas sparks um okay. it is it's it's more of like a um uh, but uh like the darjeeling limited uh and uh and those movies i don't know i'll i'll add it in in post uh for those listening it is this, <laughs> this director i don't know but like um they they were very big into that kind of like uh, hipster ish, um, like very kind of like standing there, just like staring off in the distance, and yeah, and like those kind of uh, movies and and stuff. Mm -hmm. And we incorporated that into their photo shoot, mm -hmm. which they loved because that was them, mm -hmm. and they were like, "Oh, this right. is so cool!" That Wes Anderson. Oh, geez, okay, yeah, Wes okay. Anderson movies. Yes. Um, which I hope he does Darjeeling limited. I'm pretty sure it was Wes Anderson, but, um, but yeah, that kind of Wes Anderson feel that was really important to them. And that was like something that they both loved. And then they found out that they both loved it. And that's like part of their relationship now. And we incorporated that into their photo shoot um, and had some ideas of like, we can go to this place and we can do these and it'll be like, a really cool like colorful background and this is mm -hmm. you know that kind of uh something instead of just like there's this park that's cool and we can go here and like we'll do all the normal poses that i normally do because uh, they would get fine photos that way but this was much more them and whenever mm -hmm. they received those photos they were like this this is us this is what 
like this is what we love and now we get to be like Wes Anderson couple and that was really right. really important for them and that they they loved that during the photo shoot that they were feeling that uh so yeah i right. a huge advocate of asking questions being intentional with learning about your your couples your clients your families that i mean just the 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 picnic style sitting on a blanket and talking about a story together as a family like that opens up so many different personalities uh, especially with younger kids because like you know a two-year-old uh they're they change so much by the time that they're four and then they change so much by the time that they're eight and like they're constantly changing and as parents you want to remember those personalities and like the eye rolls and like the things that they did that weren't necessarily the here let's all stand arm in arm smiling say cheese at the camera right but where you're looking at the photos and it's like oh that's my kid like that's absolutely they make that face 90 times a day i love it yes Uh, yes and john in there there's a wedding photographer that's listening right now that likely might have the rebuttal of okay it is my job to do the family photos and like have these certain images um, during a wedding day that I need to have an organized process for like, what, what do you have to say about that? Because this seems pretty free flowing. Um, mm. And you're, and you're mentioning things like, okay, like what about the couple that like, they want the veil in the wind, or they want that Wes Anderson look where they're standing looking in the distance. Um, I want to address that really quick. Um, that way people have peace of mind. And I want I want to say, there's nothing wrong with using prompts or poses. We don't get away from using prompts or poses. Having a couple sit on a blanket and tell a story is a form of a prompt, yeah. right? Like, look, we're, we're not getting away from prompts or poses, and we're not getting away from having a system of some sort into having authentic interactions happen. However, there's a difference between that hipster maybe like van life look in the woods Mm -hmm. that someone might be envisioning there's a difference in curating that image when you're coming in directing that versus starting out your session and your process before the session on interaction when you get to that specific image that they looked that they were looking for the way that you're going to photograph it is going to be completely different why? Because again, you took the focus off of, okay, she said she wanted the veil to be in the wind curving. Um, and I have to make sure I get that. And if I don't get it, she's going to be mad at me. And like, you, instead of coming in there with that fear and that pressure and wanting to direct, you led your whole session and your whole process before that on interaction and playing to their characteristics and everything. When you get to the more curated photo the comfortability level will be different Mm -hmm. let me say that again the comfortability level will be different and you might be saying ivan like why does that even matter it's the same image the reason why it matters is because if your couple we're wedding photographer if your couple is comfortable the way that they interact or stand when the veil is flying and the wind is going to be completely different then it would have been if you showed up at the wedding and said let's do this image and like let's like move your hand a little bit higher and it's going to be completely different she might fold a little bit or or laugh as he bends her down a little bit in a way they wouldn't have done if they were not warmed up and comfortable and that image already is going to look and feel different to them than it would have looked if you just came in there trying to be a director so take a deep breath with me you don't have to be a director (laughs) that's not your job as a photographer and that's what you've been taught you don't have to be a director you don't yeah that's my that's my two cents on that (laughs) yes and i love that because like we've all been there where like you're telling him like all right now look like just past her shoulder and then it's just like dead eyes and his eyes are just dead because you told him look past her shoulder and just like smile down in that direction he's just like 
like this yes. weird dead robot smile. Yes. And like you're you're focused on getting the veil with the wind. And, you know, maybe this is like you were saying, like something that like, she was very excited about. So she's into it. And then he's just like, I don't know. You told me to stare this way. So I'm just staring exactly. this way. And every single photo is just like, that's not him. That's she's, not him. She's looking all. like her, but they're not going to like that photo as much because that's not him. him. Like you're saying, warming up into that to where you're not, you don't have to direct and tell him, all right, look this way or whatever. He's like uh, the, the best parts of photo shoots. I always love whenever I'm about to, tell them something or giving a different prompt or something and then they just go and start doing something and he's just like i'm just gonna go ahead and dip or i'm gonna kiss or like let's let's you know uh, i just did a photo shoot a couple days ago where they just like for no reason just like jumped up and they're like throwing their hands around and just like getting energy out and i was like this is amazing like this is y'all yes i feel like this is y'all this is so good uh yes so, oh man yeah i've been i love it this has been so much great information. Um, and I know you share a lot more um, on Instagram. Um, I love seeing your reels and stuff. Uh, those are always fun and, uh, and educational as well. Um, but like before, before we kind of wrap up our conversation, um, there's a part that uh, I like to talk about what we're loving this week. Um, so it could be like, uh, a movie tv show it could be uh being out at the lake whatever it is uh that you are loving this Love week that. what is it that you're loving so this is gonna this is gonna be really random probably which i cool. I, I probably are always random so i don't probably didn't preface that but anyway um i'm reading a book right now so context i am i'm not married i am I am very single. Um, I am reading. I'm reading a book right now on essentially demystifying what the dating culture has become. Um, mm -hmm. To anyone who's listening, who is unmarried or dating, you know that dating in this day and age is become very stressful and super confusing. To the point where sometimes you like don't even know what your you your heart even feels anymore about anything. Um, so I'm reading this book called Outdated by a a pastor by the name of Jonathan Pakuda. I will say th yeah. the book the book is pretty the book is pretty open. So I want to say I, I should say contextually I. I live my life to empower um, and love others um, in the way that Jesus would um, a follower of Jesus. So uh, that kind of is how I found about, about, but out about this book rather, but the book is, is pretty open. So you don't need to be a follower of Jesus to read the book. Um, it's very, very grounded in dating, but anyway, mm. it, the dude is real direct. Yes. Um, and he he's just he kind of talks about the context of dating and how dating was first really invented and started becoming a thing in the 50s which i didn't even realize that um and he just goes through all these lies and these myths and these ways that we approach dating that causes us to experience so much stress and failed relationships so i am eating it up right now highlighting things yes. <laughs> like this is i've done that yep <laughs> i i think that is it's so so good to focus on that um like dating uh, i i did read books about dating and i read books about marriage and how to be like a good spouse and and stuff like that when i was not dating anyone i i was like in a very like intentionally single like that's that's whenever my wife and i met we were both in intentional single seasons of our life where we were like Love that. we're not dating right now i'm focusing on myself focusing on my relationship with Christ and like where I belong in the church and all those things. And then we found each other and we were like, Hey, cool friends. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a couple months in, we were like, Oh, actually, um, let's date. Maybe not, uh, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I think that's so good. Cause it, it really gets you in a good place where you're not learning this. You're not figuring this out as you're going through relationships and possibly like hurting other people. But you're learning all this on your own. Um, and also uh, Jonathan 
I can never say his last name. JP. Um, yeah, JP. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's great. I listened to him. He's, um, uh, based, uh, he's here in Texas in Waco, uh, at, um, uh, the porch. Uh, he, he yes. he's, uh, a youth pastor or I guess not youth, but, uh, like college ministry pastor. Um, and, the i listen to uh the the porch sermons regularly because they are he is very direct um but also like stuff that i needed to hear in like late teens into mid-20s um and even stuff that i'm like still need to hear a a lot of what he talks about is relationships and not just romantic relationships but also relationships with with friends and with family and and stuff like that and it's it's always it's always good he's he's also got like a fun uh demeanor to where it's mm-hmm. not just like a monotone dude up there giving a sermon uh because like, yeah i can't listen to those i'm sorry it's yeah just, it does yeah. not resonate with me it doesn't um, do it for me yeah. yeah but cool so his book say the title of it again was undated outdated outdated okay sweet well i'll Big have recommend y'all sweet i will i'll have a um a link to that in the show notes uh for anyone who's just like yeah that sounds sounds really good I'll also put a link to the uh the porch podcast they're good because they're not like hour and a half sermons they're like 20 30 minutes um, yeah which is which is a good good length for me to stay <laughs> stay focused um, absolutely absolutely yeah um let's see what am i loving this week i've been watching a lot of movies and tv shows and stuff um because lately like the past couple months has been a transition to me being a stay-at-home dad again so i'm working from home yeah i'm loving it it's it's so good lots of pool time lots of love that uh, just playing in the water with the kids um it's it's been a stressful transition into my wife going back to work full time and uh, me being at home with the kids a lot, especially during the summer because our oldest is usually in, well, he'll be in second grade, but he's usually in, uh, in grade school. Um, so he's like, right now I was just like, here, just go watch, go watch your shows on YouTube while I'm doing this <laughs> yeah. podcast. And yeah. like, we'll do his workbook and, and like reading and stuff later. But, yeah. um, but because of that, I've been doing a lot of the chores, you know, washing dishes, folding laundry. Um, and while I've been doing that, I've been watching shows and movies and things. Um, so one that I watched, it was a while back that it came out, but I finally watched it. Uh, it's got Sebastian Stan in it, who was or is Bucky uh, in the MCU Marvel Universe. Um, but he it follows him oh the the title of this movie is called fresh and um and it's it's interesting also about dating so that kind of ties in is online dating um maybe maybe not the best uh story uh for for online dating but um but pretty much like follows this this couple uh who they met online and then kind of met in person as well and then um he turns out to uh not be who she thinks that he is um and uh uh, i guess like trigger warning uh there is cannibalism in this movie so if uh if that is not something you want to be associated with uh, maybe don't watch it but i thought it was really (laughs) a really interesting movie it was different than a lot of other movies um but yeah i thought i thought it was the cast was really good and the storyline was interesting and it was uh it was different which i love i love movies that are different like the plots are different. yeah uh so yeah i'm pretty sure it's still on netflix it's called fresh um but yeah it was is is a is a good one is good uh little you know hour and a half movie um, sick yeah literally uh, <laughs> uh yeah yeah actually yeah which you would but, be after cannibalism <laughs> right right yeah um but okay well cool segueing from cannibalism uh, <laughs> uh where can people find you online maybe that's not a good segue that sounds like a threat um 
where where can people uh, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, where can they find your educational things? All of those things. Where do they need to go? Yeah. So you can find me engaging in real relatable conversations as well as photography education on Instagram at Ivan Amson. That's I-V-A-N-A-M-S-S-A-N. Very French, I know. Um, <laughs> you can also find me at ivanamsonphoto.com. Um, there's an education tab there with different resources, blog posts, that type of thing, um, other different educational guides. So that's me. Yeah, awesome. I'm excited that we got to chat today. I know this was a longer <laughs> episode so than than either of us were planning on. Um, that's okay. It's been good. Toast to Strudels, man. Toast to Strudels, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> this is great. Well, Ivan, I'm I'm excited to meet you in person. At I'm sure we'll meet at some conference or something. It's gonna happen. Or I'll just I'll just uh, fly up to North Dakota and we can we can chill. Fargo's great. Fargo sounds great. I would it's like great. to go to Fargo because I did like the movie and that would be cool to say that I've been there. Uh, it's, it's a good time. Sweet. Well, Ivan, yeah. thank you so much for being on the show. It was, it was a pleasure talking with you today. Thanks for having me. It's been super. Thank great. you for listening to another episode of the wisdom in the tangents podcast. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at podcast.allheartphoto.com. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Wisdom in the Tangents podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at wit.pod, W-I-T-T.pod. Ivan is at Ivan Amson, which is I-V-A-N-A-M-S-S-A-N. And you can find me on Instagram and TikTok at allheartphoto. I'll have all of that in the show notes for you. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss another episode. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye. Sweet. Sweet. This is perfect timing. I need to get my charger.